Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Success in Sales, Hacks and Chats. And I have a very special guest. We have Jenny joining me today. Jenny, thanks for being a guest on the show. No problem, thanks for having me. No worries. So Jenny was made redundant when she was six months pregnant, which doesn't sound great. So when the child was born, she decided to start her own business, opened a laser and skin clinic six days after the daughter was born. She's now two years old. The clinic is now two years old and she ended up getting one of the top 40 people under 40. So we'll have to We'll definitely have to dive into that, I think. So, Jenny, could you share with us a bit about you? So, tell us where you were born and what it was like for you growing up. Yeah, well, I'm a Belfast girl, um, born and bred in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Um, a lot of people, I guess, in the past have had a kind of a negative view of Northern Ireland and Belfast, maybe because of what's been in the press regarding the troubles and all that jazz. But mm-hmm. for me, I, I didn't really, I wasn't around that. I wasn't a part of that. So, it was always strange when people were like afraid to come to the city. Um, but I suppose it, without realizing it, it, it influences, you know, your surroundings make you the person you are. So I guess it did have an impact on my life, but it's nice these days to see that Belfast is a really vibrant city. It's a really diverse city. There's a fantastic startup culture. There's an amazing technology sector now, a lot of talent. Um, and there's a really good tourism industry as well. Um, so I love Belfast. I mean, I've tried living other places. I've been around here, there and everywhere. But I, this is where I've made my home. And this is where I've made my business and my career. Right, cool. So what was your, your education like? Did you spend any particular time studying or, or not? Yeah, so I mean, I guess I did the traditional thing that a good girl does and I was a bright child and so I did my GCSEs and I did my A-levels and I went off to university um, the way that you're told to do um, and I you know, graduated with a, a degree in computer science which at the time I was like, great, I'm going to earn loads of money, I'm going to be a coder, this will be awesome. So tootled off to um, England, to Kent, and got a lovely job, um, very, very good job coding, programming, and um, quickly realized after a few months that actually I really didn't enjoy it. And I mean, I could do it and I was good at it, but it wasn't making me happy. So I always had this notion in the back of my head that I wanted to do something in music um, but I, anyway, I came back to Belfast uh, after living in the gorgeous Humbridge Wells and I ended up running a restaurant actually for a while and through right. that kind of fell into events and putting on events and managing events, eventually decided, okay, I'm going to give this a go legit and set up a promotions company, knowing nothing about it, but sure. And um, people kept asking me to do things and I kept saying yes. So I was running events in the music industry and helping out local bands, helping out local artists to kind of just make more of what they could do. I'm not, I'm, I'm not musically talented in that way. Um, I can't get up on stage and sing or, or play an instrument or write a song. But what I can do is facilitate others to do it. So I found that I was really good at that, actually. Um, and I ended up having this business in in the music industry promoting people for about eight years and it grew and grew and over time people said you know could you manage my band could you put up my record could you do xyz so as I got more confident in the industry and as I met more people 
um, I did do all those things um, and I ended up doing a lot of tour management. I ended up doing a lot of artist management, artist development. I did run a record label for a while as well. Um, that career, that job took me all over the world. It was amazing. Um, yeah, so I did that for a long time. I learned a lot of things. Then I had friends in the startup world who basically they could see what my talents were and they convinced me that I should uh, go work for them. So I went back to technology for a while um, and that was interesting. Learned a lot there too. But now I do something completely different <laughs> again. <laughs> well, I was, I was kind of trying to figure out what, what, sparked, the, what sparked the change. Because you, you mentioned that you fell into to restaurants and then yeah. to events, which seems to, seems to make sense a little bit because restaurants sort of have like themes and events and they have things on to, you know, to get people into the restaurant kind of thing. Almost like a, a hotel does with weddings. You know, they put events on so that, you know, they stay at the hotel or in your case so that they, they spend time at the restaurant and buy drinks or food or whatever so it, it kind of made sense and then in the music industry okay with, with concerts and things okay that sort of made sense but what what sparked the the startup I mean I, I know you mentioned in the in the bio that you, you got pregnant and you had your, your daughter so like was that the, the main catalyst for that or was there something else? Well, that came later. I mean, I was just, I think because I was kind of entrepreneurial and kind of interested in business, um, just friends of mine who had a, a technology startup and they had investment came through from Silicon Valley and they were looking for a biz dev person. And so I kind of, I went and worked for a couple of people first, but I think I just got kind of, um, after a couple of years of working for other people, I realized that I needed to go back to doing my own thing. Um, it just every time I tried to work for someone else, it didn't quite gel. It didn't quite do what it needed to do for me. So when I was, you know, I, when I thought I was in a good job and I thought I was secure and I said, okay, go buy a house, get pregnant. And then that, you know, that job fe fell apart as well. And I was made redundant. I was like, do you know what? Okay, forget this. I just have to go back to doing my own thing. And I felt like I needed to do something different. Um, and I had a, another friend who was um, a laser specialist and she'd always wanted to have her own clinic. So we said, okay, let's do this. Let's do our own thing. Um, completely, uh, I don't know, naively is probably the wrong word, but you know, when I was looking for work and I have all these skills and all this experience and all these different industries and these recruiting recruitment agencies kept saying to me, we can't place you, you know, we, we can't find a job for you. You know, you've studied accountancy, but you're not an accountant. Um, you've run a business, but you're not, a, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. You're not a lawyer, you're not an accountant. You're not, it's like they couldn't find, they couldn't put me in their boxes. And I'm saying, but I can pretty much do anything that you give me to do. You know, I can do the accounts, I can do the sales, I can do the marketing, I can build the website. There's, I, you can put me in any box and I'll make it work. So I just thought no one's going to give me a job. Fine. I will do it myself. <laughs> so that's what sparked it. And I thought I need to be back in control of my own destiny. If I continually rely on other people, they're going to either let me down or they're going to do something. They're going to push me in a direction I don't want to be. So it felt like although I was six months pregnant and had just bought a house, it was like, I just have to do my own thing. I have to start my own business. And people did think I was bonkers. But for me, it felt like the, the safest thing to do rather than a crazy thing. It sounds crazy, I know. 
<laughs> I mean, I, w- I wouldn't go that far, but was was there a moment when was it? Can you actually try and picture the moment when you made the decision? Like, what was what was running through your mind? What sort of things were, were coming up for you that made you think, okay, this is the way to do it, as opposed to the other way? And imagine you told yourself a couple of things as well, asked yourself a few questions. So break that down for us. I mean, a big part of it was I I trusted Jillian, who's my business partner. You know, she's been working in aesthetics and beauty for a long time. She's immensely talented. And I think she was wasted in the job she was in. And it's like she deserves to have her own place. She's got all the skills. She's got all the talent. She knows how to treat clients. She knows how to find the right treatments. She knows that industry. I can do all the other shit. I can build the website. I can do the marketing. I can pick up the clients in. I can take care of all the admin and all the boring stuff. So to my mind, it's like, it's the same thing I've always done in all these industries I've been in, all these other jobs. When I was in the music industry, I'm working with these immensely talented songwriters and performers. I can't do that, but I can do all the other boring shit that they don't want to do. And that, you know, they can shine on stage. So it's the same situation with Jillian. She knows what she's doing. I just have to let her do it. You know, so I, when I sort of sat down and I'm, I did a little bit of the figures, and I did a little bit of a business plan and I, you thought, can I really do this? And I spoke to my husband and I spoke to my mom and I was like, okay, I, I think that I'm going to do this. You know, what do you think? And when they were both positive without hesitation, I went, okay, cool. I can do this. Do you know, I think if, if they didn't have so much trust in me and they didn't believe in me, I would have maybe questioned myself more, but I thought that I could do it. And when they, when they sort of agreed, I went, perfect, great. Okay. This is going to work. And I kind of didn't look back. I think once I, once I made the decision to jump in, if I had listened to the doubts, it, there was too many, you know, it was like, it was too big. The amount of the finance we had to raise and the, the kind of agreements we had to go into and what we had to do to make this business get off the ground, it was too big. So if we'd had any doubts, it would have been, we couldn't have, we couldn't have done it without, with, you know, without being 100% on board. So I just had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it seems to have paid off anyway. I mean, do you think you would have done it if if you had have just listened to yourself? Like, if, if you were doing this by yourself and mm-hmm. you had the, I mean, the, there could have been doubts. There could have you could have been jazzing yourself up as well. You know, sometimes it's not always negative. But do you think you would have done it if if nobody else had the faith in you that that you had as well? I think it would have been more difficult. I mean, I, I have a, I'm definitely not risk adverse, but it's not like I'm a massive risk taker. I, you know, I don't go out of my way to be difficult or to do crazy things, but I do, I, I guess I have a sense of just, you just get on with it and you just do it, do you know? And people mm-hmm. think that I, you know, I'm a big risk taker and all this, but I'm not really. I just, I just try not to let the doubt creep in. I just get on. Things have to be done. You just do them you know? And sometimes if you do think about it too much, you talk yourself out of things or you, I don't know. I mean, I try and be positive about stuff as well. And I try to always think about the negative or the positive outcomes and not the negatives. You know, there's no point in worrying about things that haven't happened yet. So you could, yes, of course you could explore all the possibilities of all the things that could go wrong, but why waste your time? Focus on what's going to happen when it goes right. You know, when it really got down to it, I had six weeks actually um, 
in terms of it was like okay we're making this business is going to happen it has to open in six weeks because that's when I was due to give birth so it's like I have to get everything ready to go I have to have the business opened it has to be ready I have to do all the setup so that because I don't know what's going to happen when I give birth I've never had a baby I don't know what happens I don't know how long I'll be out of commission but at least if the business is up and running for you know I can do what I need to do to get back on my feet so it was like I didn't have time to think about it. I just had to do it. It just had to happen. <laughs> so do you think there's a, a real argument then that, that speed is more important than thinking things through before you act? Oh, I don't know. That's a tricky one because there's, I don't want to inspire all these people to go out and do really foolish things. I mean, I think it's about taking calculated risks and... I knew what I was getting myself into up to a point. Of course, I didn't know everything, but I knew that I, I knew, I knew that I could do as much as I could do. I knew I had a window there. So I just busted my ass to do as much as I could um, to get it up and running. And would I do things differently second time around? Maybe, maybe, but I think I did the best I could and the clinic opened on time and we're now the number one clinic in Northern Ireland. Like it's insane. We've only been open for two years and to have that award, that recognition is just amazing. So yeah, calculated risks, I think is the answer. I don't know whether that's speed or whether that's thinking it through, but it's a, there's a balance somewhere to be struck. I think. <laughs> How would you suggest people actually went about these calculations then because there are people out there that say oh yeah take calculated risks but then they like they, they think about it and then they do it and to them that is probably like that that's like enough calculation if that makes sense mm -hmm. but then there are people that will take exactly the same thing they will say oh calculated risks but they could spend weeks and and months like mm -hmm. calculating and calculating can become it's almost like procrastination to a certain extent because you'll say, oh, calculated risks and they're, they're calculating everything and they're, they're doing everything and all the planning and all the organization and doing everything that they can before the act. But there are people out there that say, okay, well, calculated risks and they, they calculate it and they do it and they do it and they do it and they make more progress than somebody else that's, <clears throat> that's thinking about things all the time. But yet they'll both say, oh, well, I'm not risk adverse and I do make sure I, I I think everything through before I do it. I mean, how, how do you how do you balance those two, and how would you suggest bridging the gap? I think you you have to. Well, well, there's there's something to be said about knowing your own limitations, and you know the smartest people know that they don't know everything, and um, so asking for help and advice, you know, and asking others, asking experts, is useful, um, and timelines and deadlines setting yourself deadlines so you know i had a very clear deadline which was you are due to give birth on this date you know that there's there was nothing i could do to move that deadline you know people set deadlines and they go oh but then there's that stretch so i'll set myself a goal for the 30th of november but sure if it's christmas well it's christmas but for me it was like no this baby is coming <laughs> I, there's nothing i can do to stop that process happening that is gonna happen <laughs> yeah so that was quite a big one for me it was like 
yeah, I couldn't procrastinate. The baby was going to arrive. <laughs> so um, if you don't have that in your life, maybe you have to just be more strict with giving yourself deadlines or giving yourself a cutoff point to say a decision has to be made and this is the date where it has to be made by. Yeah, it seems, I mean, I know for your own situation, Jenny, it was like, well, this is it and there's not a lot I can do about it. And you've almost like put yourself in that situation whereby it's now or never or it's happening then and you've got no, you want no way out, so to speak. And do you think that, do you think that people, people give themselves a way out a little bit too easy? Well, I think so. And I think it, well, I mean, it's scary, you know, when you're diving into the unknown um, for somebody that's never you know, for somebody who's starting their own business for the first time, going out on their own for the first time, really diving into the unknown like that, it is scary because you don't know what's around the corner. And if you are somebody that's always had a wage, that's always had money coming into your bank account at the end of every month that pays your mortgage, that pays your bills, and all of a sudden that doesn't exist anymore, that is really scary for people. You know, my business partner, who my current business partner, she went from that. She's always worked. She's always had a wage. She's, you know, she went from that to very much jumping into the unknown. For me, that wasn't as big of a concern. But for her, she's had to overcome that and learn how to, to reconcile that in her own brain and cope with it. Because it's terrifying. It is terrifying. Um, so that's, that is scary for people. So, yeah, they do have to weigh it up. And not everybody can can reconcile that I think it seems it seems at least that you've come to the other side of it now I mean have you got any advice for people that are in the situation that you were in you know trying to figure out what to do start a business or not maybe they've they've had the paycheck and they want to, to go out and do their own thing I mean what advice would you have to those people I would say it's not about the money is my advice it's about a lifestyle choice um and that's ultimately that's what made the decision for me was how do I want to live my life? What kind of a life do I want? Um, and for me, it was about having some flexibility. So running my own business gives me the flexibility that I need in my life. Um, I'm able to up to a point set my own hours. But, you know, if I need to leave early a day, I can do that. Um, if I want to close for two weeks, I can. Not that I would, but you know, I I I call the shots. Um, and I, for a lot of self-employed people, I think that flexibility is the reason why they do it because they can work as little or as much as they want. They can make as little or as much money as they want. Um, I want a nice life, but I don't want. I mean, I don't have ambitions of driving a Bentley uh, home to my mansion and um, I want to be comfortable you know if I want to get a takeaway tonight or if I want to go out for dinner on a whim I want to be able to afford to do that if I, you know I want to be able to take a holiday I want to take a day off to enjoy with my family these are not I don't feel like these are big asks um, but I want to make enough money to support my family so that we're happy but I don't need all the luxurious trappings that some other people might feel they need um, so for me yeah it's about finding the work-life balance and I think that's the advice that I would give people is think about what's really important in your life not necessarily just financially think about the life you want to have and then 
okay, make enough money so you can do that. And that'll usually dictate the type of work or the type of job or the type of business that you'll end up in, whether that's self-employment or not. It seems like you, you sort of went through a process of reverse engineering it to a certain extent. So what, were, what things were important to you? And then how did, you, how did you take yourself through that process, which meant that having the business was the answer to those things? For me, it was about control of my destiny. And that sounds really airy-fairy almost, but it genuinely, I had worked for, and for, so for the, say for the five years previous to opening this business, I'd worked for three different people and all three of them, I'd been in the job no more than two years and, and the job had ended or something had gone wrong and I couldn't be in the job anymore. And it was like, okay, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep working for other people and having them pull the, rug, pull the rug out from under me or make a decision that I don't like that affects my life. So I just thought, okay, for me, I'm more in control when, I have, when I'm doing my own thing and it's on my terms. And that sometimes that means it's harder work or it's longer hours or, but the control is important to me. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It's almost like the, the controls led to you to have the, your own business because you have a bit more control when you do that versus if you're working for somebody else. Exactly. And that's not to say you can't work for somebody else and make your own hours or decide on the projects that you want to work on or you can have a really good relationship with your superiors. And, you know, I know there are people who are employed in the most amazing, fantastic, flexible, wonderful jobs. Yes, for me, that didn't seem to be an option or any time I tried to make that happen, it wasn't happening. So it just felt like it was easier for me to do it myself rather than go and find that working for someone else. I know that won't be the case for everybody, but for me, I think I've been really lucky. And I, I hate to use the word lucky because it's not luck. It's good decision making and it's hard graft. But you could say I've been really lucky that I've, it's worked for me. Awesome. Yeah, it seems, it seems like something that has paid off anyway. Is it something that you'll, you'll keep doing? Is this going to be something that you'll use to guide you like, in, into the future as well? Definitely. I mean, I'm really happy with what I'm doing now. Um, it's strange, honestly, it's strange to find myself in the beauty and aesthetics industry because it's not an industry I've ever known anything about until very, you know, relatively recently. That's not to say I haven't learned a ton and I do know a lot about it now. But if I could talk to my 18 or you know, 20 year old self and say you're going to be you're going to own the number one aesthetics clinic in Northern Ireland I, I would laugh in my own face <laughs> because <laughs> um, you know I barely know anything about how to brush my hair or put on makeup like I'm not a typically girly girl um, I'm not typically I don't it's not something I would have I've been um, passionate about I guess in, in my life so it's interesting to be in this world and definitely my school and university friends would they laugh when you know almost when they hear this is what I do now <laughs> so. oh I am not surprised <laughs> but I mean I love it I love it but I think what I love is what I've always loved in all the roles I've done which is working with really talented people so you know I've always some one of a previous employer a very nice inspirational entrepreneur told me always hire people smarter than you and I've always done that and so the people I work with are amazing they're amazingly talented 
and amazingly skilled. And that is what I love, is working with interesting and smart people, talented people. That's a very good way of putting it, because it's almost like we, there's only so much we can do by ourselves. And if we can hire people that are skilled or at least better than us at the things that we need to, to make our business work, then you know they, they'll take it further than we ever could, which means the business will go further than we could take it by ourselves. Absolutely. Like you got to take the ego out of it because it's not about you at the end of the day. You can't, you know, there are very, very few people who can do it all by themselves. In fact, I don't know if there is anybody. And I think surrounding yourself with good, smart, talented, interesting people is the way to do it. You know, they say it takes a village to raise a child. It's the same thing. Like you, you can't do it all. There's no person that has, has all the skills for everything. Right. I mean, not to say there aren't great single parents. Yes, of course there are. And there are great solo entrepreneurs. Yes, of course there are. But things are better in a team, I think, combining your skills for the greater good. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that's, that's worked for yourself. It seems to be something that's, that's paid off massively, particularly with the, the baby on the way. You, you had mm -hmm. to, you know, you had to come up with something, didn't you? I mean, just as a, a bit of a round off, how, how did you manage to pull that off? <laughs> I honestly don't know. <laughs> My mum, um, she tells the story of when I was, I had to go into a hospital to be induced um, and so I was in the induction bay on my laptop, high on morphine. And, you know, she says she remembers, you know, like the builders who were refurbishing the building at that point, calling me and, and me on the phone on the laptop, high on morphine and her being like, Jenny, you are a crazy. And she's like, please put the phone down. <laughs> um, but that, that's, that's what I did. That's how I made it work. I mean, I didn't, I suppose parenting is also something that's really important to me. You know, I want my girl to have the best start in life and breastfeeding has been really important to me. And we've maintained that throughout me working full time. And that's a whole other story about how I've managed to make that work. Um, but I've made it work. I've made both things work because I have great partners. I have a fantastic life partner and I have a fantastic business partner. Um, I understand and I recognize that I can't do it all on my own. I am smart enough to say that to know that and I'm you know I'm humble enough to say yeah I need help um I'm, I'm pretty self-aware and I I'm not afraid to ask for help but I'm not too afraid to admit to my failings or to the bit to the bits that I can't do as well as other people can um and I think once I got over myself I kind of life was a lot easier in a way. So I think a lot in my younger days, I would not have said that. And I think a lot of younger, keen, ambitious entrepreneurs and they, you know, all these people that are on The Apprentice, you know, they're like, yeah, I can do it all. I'm amazing. I'm brilliant. Yes. Yes. Maybe you are. But at the same time, hold your hand up if you make a mistake and hold your hand up and go, this is the thing that I'm not good at. So these are the things I am good at, but here's the bits, here's the gaps that I've got. So can you help me fill those gaps? Um, yeah, I think the world would be a better place if we could all accept our, and it's not, it's not bad. And I don't think it's a negative thing and it's not a flaw in your character to say that you need help. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, one of, one of the things that, that I sort of say to people sometimes is just because we're, we're different doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean that one of us is better than the other it's just that we are we're different at different things you know we're better at some things than others and that doesn't mean that someone's not better than us at something as well so it kind of balances itself out in some ways we're good at some things and we are 
particularly bad at others, which is worth yeah. finding people that are good at the things that we're bad at. It's something that we should probably strive to strive to achieve anyway. Well, my current business is a perfect example. You know, there's myself and my business partner, Jillian. She is a highly skilled, highly qualified laser and skin expert. She's like, she does all the legal compliance. She does, writes all the protocols. She knows how to do the treatments. She has, gets these amazing results for people with their skin who are really suffering with various conditions. And she does that day in, day out, and it's fabulous. I sit on the other side. I build the website. I make the posters. I design the flyers. Um, I do all the business development, I get the partnerships with the brands, you know, so we, we have a very, very complementary skill set. Um, and I couldn't do what she does. And she couldn't do what I do. But together, we have an award winning, amazing clinic. So it does take a team. But we're both smart enough to go, yeah, you stick to what you're good at, I'll stick to what I'm good at. And together, we'll have an amazingly brilliant business and a successful business. What's the, the future like for yourself, Jenny? I mean, where, where do you see your life going? Where do you see your business going? Uh, I, I've actually thought about what, what the future is for you. We do, yeah, I do think about it. And then I think mm, I need to, where we are right now, I'm happy. You know, we've only been here two years. It's, it'd be easy to sit back and go, oh, things are going great, that's awesome. But I think we have a bit more work to do just to make sure we're comfortable. Um, we're we're really happy. We're we're hiring at the moment. It's great to be expanding. Um, I don't see my current business like franchising or um, opening other multiple locations. I think we're really happy with where we are. We're in a a nice location with lots of space that we can grow into. I'd like to be in a place where my current business. Um, is sustaining itself that will maybe allow me in five years to go and look at doing something else or working with a different type of entrepreneur or look at, or I don't know. I'm not sure yet what my next move is, but um, I am not the type of person that I guess will just sit back and relax. I'm trying to think of an industry I haven't been in yet. <laughs> so <laughs> where can I go to next? Um, I'm not sure, but I think I'm... I think I'm always open to possibilities. I like interesting conversations. I like meeting interesting people. So I'm confident that at some point something will spark my interest and I'll, I'll have a look at it. But I think it's maybe five years down the road from where I am now. So for the next five years, it's getting my girl in school. It's um, getting the business a bit more stable, a bit more sustainable, and uh, maybe taking a couple more holidays. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that sounds like uh, at least at least a good plan, particularly after yeah. the, the journey that you shared with us today. Before <laughs> we get to the, the last question, how could people find out a bit more about yourself, Jenny? So where can people go to find out about you and what you've got going on? Well, my clinic website is beyondskinclinic.com. Um, that doesn't necessarily have a lot of information about me, but I guess if you Google me, you'll find me. My name is Jenny Wallace. When you do look for me, there's various things that come up from all the various bits and bobs I've done in my life. Um, I am on LinkedIn as well, so you can connect with me there if you wish. I'm always happy to have a conversation. All right, sounds good. Well, last question for you, Jenny Ann. I ask all my guests this. So we've had funny questions to serious questions to everything in between. And the last question is, what would you like the world to know about you that it doesn't already know? 
<laughs> oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, what does the world not know about me? Wow, I think the world knows so much about me already. Like, I am pretty, I, like, as I say, if you Google me, you will find information. But what is something that people don't know? Um, oh, my goodness, you've stumped me, Michael. <laughs> you've stumped me. The world, the world doesn't, the, do you know what the world doesn't know? The world doesn't know what I've got to offer, actually. And that's kind of sad. Like all those people that, take, that took me at face value, that looked at my CV and said, we don't know where to place you. I think the world underestimated me. So that's what the world does. The world doesn't know what I'm capable of yet. There you go. That's a good one. <laughs> Well, that, that is an amazing, amazing way to end, Jenny. So those of you that are listening, make sure you subscribe and check out the other guests. Jenny, thanks for being a guest on the show. I appreciate you carving the time out and I'm sure we'll keep in touch. Thanks.